0: Tom Bernard Show with Tevin Pittman, Andy Bernard,
1: Cassie Schrader.
0: We will be right back, Hour 3, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
2: Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
0: Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. Spread across two states. The Walzerway includes upfront no haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three day return and thirty day exchange policy. I'm a customer. My family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, See, I can't talk over Michael singing. Sorry, I got to talk now. <laughs> God, I love that song.
1: I love this album, Off the Wall. That was probably one of great my favorite.
0: It was a great album. Thriller was also a really good album. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Michael Jackson died nine years ago today, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amazing. Yep. And his father might die today before midnight.
1: I can see if there's any update.
0: Yeah. Is he hanging Joe on by a thread?
3: Yo, Jackson.
0: Yo, Jackson. yes. That's <clears throat> exactly right.
3: Uh, let's see. Nope, nothing new. He has terminal cancer. I know that. What? Stage four pancreatic. So,
0: yeah, he's oh, definitely dead. Well, he's definitely dying. There's no doubt about that. Nothing. Yeah, that, that pancreatic cancer, man. And stage four? Mm-hmm. Is he going to live through the day?
1: Oh, what did Paris Jackson say?
0: Uh-oh. oh
1: Something about, see, Paris Jackson debunks Joe Jackson's end of life message. My grandfather did not tweet this. So apparently somebody's (laughs) tweeting on Joe's behalf. Oh man,
0: how cold (laughs) is that? You tweet for some guy who's dying of stage four pancreatic cancer.
1: Yeah, it says on Friday, reports surfaced that the Jackson family patriarch, Joe Jackson, had been hospitalized with terminal cancer. That was followed over the weekend by a poignant message on the 89-year-old's Twitter feed that suggested that he is himself preparing for the end. But somebody, okay, here's the tweet. I have seen more sunsets than I have left to see. The sun rises when the time comes, and whether you like it or not, the sun sets whether the time comes. It doesn't sound like Joe Jackson. No, it does not.
4: I whooped the son's ass. (laughs) Uh, But but he legitimately has a Twitter, and he's 89 years old. That's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah,
1: so Paris, she goes, this is a beautiful tweet, though it upsets me to see whoever is in the charge of this account is taking advantage of it. My grandfather did not tweet this. I'm not sure if he's ever used this account. I love
0: that. (laughs) Well, I can tell by the writing it wasn't him that wrote it. (laughs) It's too sweet.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, that's terrible.
0: There is no shortage of TV to choose from these days, whether it's catching up on the best shows of all time, the newest Netflix originals you might have missed. To learn what shows have the most hype from fans, Insider worked with Parrot Analytics, which compiles available global data on social media, blogging, pirating, and other factors to figure out the viewer demand for shows. Uh, Parrot assigned each series an expressions total that reflects an average daily uh, audience demand from all countries from April 8th to June 6th 2018 adjusted for each country's population why would they have to do that i guess because it's not about numbers it's about how popular it is in oh, terms of true. how much people like it and it says keep scroll uh, keep scrolling to see the 20 most popular tv shows right now but if i scroll down it's a bunch of other news stories where's the list what the hell's that all about Let me see if it's at the bottom of all the other news stories. I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I want to see the most popular TV shows. Where are they? Uh, I've only got about another inch of scrolling to do here, so. No, it's not down there. Why would they do that? Trying to find something to read on the air that's not about politics, and uh, I get burned. Why?
1: Well, here I go. Is, I got the twenty most popular TV shows of this I year think that's so the far. Same thing. I think
0: it's the same thing. Do you have the TV shows?
1: Well, it says Big Bang Theory sits high in the list so far, and then Peaky Blinders is number twenty. Oh, how, oh okay, here we go. In
3: twenty eighteen, I've never heard of anyone talk about it this year.
1: Yeah, they're saying for twenty eighteen, so Peaky Blinders is number twenty. Let's see, Black the Blacklist number nineteen.
0: Great show. All right, because it's black. Yes, I knew it. I knew it.
1: The Grand, <laughs> <I knew> it. <laughs> the Grand Tour, what's which is that? A, it's a probably an Amazon original because it's seen oh, it's on yeah, Amazon. Okay. It's All number eighteen. Mister Bean is number seventeen. Oh,
0: Mister Bean. I mean, I
1: love Mister Bean. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, but even, he doesn't have a TV show, does he? Does he? Uh,
1: oh, because they're starting to stream on Hulu and Amazon. Oh, okay. So the it's old kind one. of yes.
0: It's the old one.
1: Let's see, number 16 is Supernatural on the CW.
0: Oh, that's bad news for ABC, NBC, and CBS when the CW's kicking your ass.
1: Supernatural's
0: (laughs) always had.
3: That's true. true.
1: Number 15 is Shameless on Showtime. Mm
0: -hmm. Catherine loves that
3: show. I've
1: never watched it. I haven't either. Okay. Uh, Number 14 is Star Trek Discovery on CBS.
0: Does anybody not want to live in a fantasy world? (laughs) (laughs) Is that possible?
1: Um, the number 13 is the black mirror on Netflix. Mm,
4: that's another, hand's okay.
1: I, <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> I didn't like that. I, it it's the same old thing all the time. And mm-hmm.
1: this one, this show has been talked in our home quite a bit because it's good for teenage girls. Riverdale is Oh yeah, 12. Riverdale, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, stepdaughter Pacey loves that it's show. It's about
0: Archie and Veronica, yep. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I thought so.
1: And then number 11 is La Casa de Papel
0: or. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, what's his name? Money
1: Heist. Netflix. I don't know.
0: Oh, what the who? Uh, Let's
1: see. Yeah, it's about my, it's my father's house.
0: This. It's It's the yeah, it translates to my father's house. Yeah. Yep.
1: Number ten who is. Who the hell was in that? <laughs> I don't know. But I know.
0: I, I know the guy who's in it. I can't uh, remember. Casa de Papel is paper house. Paper oh, house. Well, paper house. Well, mm-hmm. then I got the wrong show because his is the house of my father.
1: Yeah, and then they have it backslash yeah. money heist. Oh,
0: it's Will Farrell, That's who it is. Is it? Okay. Casa de, de Padre. Or casa de yeah, Mi what Padre. Was. Yeah, Casa
3: de Mi Padre. That's, casa
0: de Mi Padre. This
3: show is That doesn't
1: make sense. Uh, I guess number 10 is Prison Break on Fox. Prison think,
4: Break? I yeah, did d- it? I thought it came back. Like oh, they it did? Yep, Oh, they they took renewed a break interest
1: they... in Prison Break for 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. A new iteration, it says. Number Ooh. nine is Arrow, which my uh, mm-hmm. husband and. Uh, his son, Linus, watched. They love that show together. So that's like their, their show. They sit down and watch it, and it's so cute. Does Linus <laughs> have a blanket? He did when he was <laughs> little.
2: I knew it. <laughs> you have to. When did yeah, they Linus start
1: like,
0: doing
3: things and not just having him do pull-ups while shirtless the entire time?
1: <laughs> I know. Oh, well, Will
0: Ferrell? What?
3: what? Oh,
1: no, I don't get anybody ever wanted to see Will Ferrell? In Arrow, yeah, oh, Arrow, yeah. yeah. pull <laughs> CW is—I mean, the next one is the Flash on CW. Both Arrow oh, and the Flash. Amazing. Both on Netflix too, though. Yep. Uh, I actually, this is a show I actually like—is Lucifer on Fox. Oh yeah. I thought it was—I think it's a brilliant show. I don't know. I like it. Um, Grey's Anatomy still number God, six. That
0: is unbelievable.
1: The Big Bang Theory is number five.
0: Only number five. I yeah. thought it'd be number one.
1: Uh, Number four is Vikings on the History Channel.
0: Really? Number
1: three is Walking Dead.
0: Walking Dead's huge. Yeah. It is huge. You're absolutely
3: right. Number
1: two is Stranger Things on Netflix. That's
0: huge, too.
3: Can anybody
1: guess what the number one is?
3: American Idol, Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Number one, I would guess, would be Game of Thrones. Yep. I knew really? it. Game of Thrones. Yeah. People love that thing. I haven't heard mm. anyone talk about that either in Forever. Yeah, oh. they
1: ha- it has like a following. Oh
4: yeah, they're religious about like it's yeah. either you mm. watch Game of Thrones and you talk about it twenty four seven, or you mm-hmm. could care less. Or oh couldn't yeah, couldn't care less. I just I tuned it in one time
0: like everybody's banging their sister. I was like yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> watch that. The first like many
3: episodes were basically porn to get people like yeah, where they were. They would keep watching it. And then you know, once they once it became a habit, then they dropped that, and it became a
0: genuine show.
1: Yeah, I've never it was watched tricky. it. I've never had an interest to watch it.
0: Do you know? Do you ever notice that guys who write that—not pornography, but it's leaning heavily toward pornography—all the guys who write that weigh like five hundred pounds. <laughs> what is that all about?
1: <laughs> oh God, I can't imagine that. Oh,
0: well, what's his name? R.R. R. Thompson or what's um, his name? Yeah,
1: I know it. Yeah. You ever know. seen
0: his picture? Yeah, he he's, wears, not, yeah. he's not he's He wears small. a skipper hat, okay. <laughs> Let's settle down there. He's a very large man. We got married just recently, didn't he? Um I think, or last year he got married or something. What
3: the hell is his name?
0: Uh R. R. George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. There you go. That's exactly right. <clears throat> so uh when did he get married? Um Shortly after he became rich, which is really weird. No. twenty eleven. It's funny how that works. (laughs) He's been married for seven years already? God, I I remember when he got married. It's like, that seemed like last year. Hmm. That was seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know people that just will not miss an episode of Game of Thrones. Well, it's over now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think for the season. Mm,
0: I thought I thought it was completely.
3: Open. Oh, are
1: they? Did they? I think it's in.
3: concluding with its eighth. Oh, next season will be the final season. Oh,
0: next season's the final season. So. Okay, but people will not miss an episode of that thing because mm-hmm. it's. Like, I don't know. It's like women's breasts and dragons or something. Isn't that like, what pre- it is? Pretty well, much. I mean, yeah, it's like much. kind
1: of they kind of gelled, you know, kind of the dark ages and medieval times with <clears throat> fantasy of. You know, Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't know. It's just too much for me.
0: Yeah, it's it's not my cup of tea either. I tried to watch a couple episodes, and was like, oh god. Well, I,
1: I mean, people are hardcore. I mean, oh yeah. They have, oh yeah. And it's big in cosplay too. I mean, mm-hmm. they have like they'll have viewing parties, and and they all dress up in their costumes, and they'll go to somebody's house and watch Game of Thrones. If you come to my
0: house dressed up as anything, I'm not <laughs> opening the
4: door. It's not going to happen. I never understood that. The same with like movie premieres, when people dress up as a character from the movie to go watch the movie.
1: Although, like... <laughs> we're waiting. We can't wait for Kong versus Godzilla.
4: Oh, God. Because
1: Dave and I bought these... You know, footy pajama things that look oh, like animals, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm Team Kong, and he's Team Godzilla. So we will be going to that movie premiere in our costumes.
0: Do You guys think you'll ever mature? I <laughs> <No. laughs> Think that'll ever happen?
1: It's what I love about him, <laughs> yeah. though. He's so silly sometimes, no, and we I, just like to.
0: Yeah, I understand that.
1: You know, have fun like that.
0: I remember. Remember when they used to do? Um, uh, Guy was the name of that show that they used to run midnight movies about all the time. It was, a, oh, God, I used to run it at the Uptown Midnight movie, like almost every weekend, oh um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So I bring my buddy there from North <laughs> Minneapolis, because I'm, you know, I'm now in the record, I think I was working at Capitol Records. So I bring my buddy to see it. He goes, so why all these people got, like, umbrellas? I said, apparently it starts raining. He goes, what what do you mean? Well, there are other people that have squirt guns, and they squirt them up in the air so people put up the umbrella so they won't get wet. And then they also throw something at each other. And I don't know what it is, but it's in the movie. (laughs) So when they do it on the screen, they do it in the audience.
4: The movie's about to start. Yeah. What? Yeah! They throw... I wish somebody would throw something to me. See, that's exactly what my friend, another
0: black man, by the way, Kevin. He literally goes, "Tommy, hold on a second. He stands up, he turns around, and he says, "Any you people squirt me or hit me with anything, I'm a whoop your ass." It's
5: exactly what you just said.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, he had the same exact reaction. No. do not spray me, and do not throw things at me. <laughs> oh. That's wonderful. Tevin has the exact same reaction <laughs> as like 40 years ago.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and what are they, What I've never seen the full Rocky Horror whatever. Andy, what, you, what are they throwing at people?
0: Would you look up and see what it is that they do? Because I know that they squirt squirt guns in the air, and people mm. have umbrellas, and then they're uh, it's a, like a pillow fight or something. I okay. don't know what the hell it is. Andy's gonna check it out for us. Rocky Horror Picture Show, what people in the theaters do. Yeah, it used to be at the Uptown. Like I think it was every Friday night or Saturday night. Um. at midnight. What do you got? This is an audio <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it go into
3: silence so you can learn a lesson. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: I can learn a lesson. Well, let this be a uh, lesson to you.
0: Toilet paper and toast. Toast? They're going to hit you with toilet paper and toast, Evan. This is going to be wonderful. I knew they threw something at each other, but I couldn't remember what it was. It's stupid
3: because someone proposes a toast at dinner, so you throw toast. So you it's throw like, toast what? at people.
0: That's
1: You're not stupid. supposed to bring food what? into a movie right. theater, no, people. Yeah.
0: That's, why, where did they come up with this stuff? Boredom. It makes yeah. Apparently, it is boredom. I think you're absolutely. I want to
4: know boredom. who the who was the first person to throw toast in the theater, like <laughs> to try and get it to catch on. But, and why guys. the toilet? He paper? said
0: toast. Yep. What is it? Why the toilet paper?
3: Because someone in the movie says "Great Scott," and Scott is a
0: brand of toilet paper. Oh my God! Are you talking <laughs> about yeah. stretch? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a little yeah, bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's too. Yeah. So, yeah, my friend, trying too hard to be quirky. Throw something at me, and you squirt me. I'm a whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> He said it to the whole theater, too. He was like, This is for all of you. <laughs> oh. It was fantastic. It's just magnificent. And I might have done it with him, but <laughs> I didn't bring that part up. I saying,
1: did did he, anybody throw stuff at him? Oh, no. no. No,
0: no, no. this He was a big fella. You don't want to be throwing anything at him.
1: He was very imposing.
0: Ah, uh, yes. He was an imposing <laughs> figure. But uh, I, I kind of supported him. Saying. You whoop your ass! I'm just telling you, I wouldn't do it if I were you. And he, he said something, man. Then you, you, you people got those hippies. <laughs> what? Was it you people? You mean white people? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you people got those hippies. Okay, thank you. We'll be right back. Two minutes, Tom Bernardo. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimose Weight Loss Plan. And now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 65 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that our weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the nutrimost Weight Loss Plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutrimose Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Neutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Ooh, sounds like a mystery
3: to me. Sounds like Diablo. Is it El Diablo? <laughs>
6: I
4: guess it Is this uh, a thriller? No. There we go. Oh, there you go. Smooth Criminal. Smooth
1: Criminal.
0: Loved Michael Jackson. I did too. Catherine and I were in Hollywood when the day Thriller was released, and I'll never forget it, 1982. That thing came out. I was like, my God, that thing's going to be huge. You could tell the first time you heard it. Like, that's going to be huge. And it was. It's still the biggest selling album of all time, isn't it? Uh, No. no. Oh, it's not?
4: I think the Eagles' greatest hits is. What? And and Michael Jackson, he's kind of the first artist to do all the kind of like... Out there, sound effects like with without oh, voice yeah. and not oh, yeah. saying any words. E- just, e- yep. e- <laughs> well, a
1: lot oh, of, of the beats that oh, he wait, no,
4: you're, well, no,
3: yeah, you're right. It has become the greatest selling album of all time.
0: Yes, it is a great album. There, no, you can't get it.
1: Yeah, but like a lot of the beats that he came up with for a song, he originally came up with it in his head, and he would mouth the beat like a beatbox. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 I mean, he would do that out of nowhere i mean he was an incredible beatboxer it was funny though because when i was a kid uh i had to do a showcase and i i was a figure skater mm-hmm. and i chose to do thriller so i had to learn the entire thriller cory you know the dance that they do on figure skates that is not easy Ooh but my God. i did I, it
0: i suppose not yeah by the way, if you ever say incredible beatboxer again, you're fired.
1: <laughs> well, that's what they're called.
0: Uh, I mean, she's an incredible beatboxer. Like, I, I what the hell? That's what they're called.
1: That's, they, they call are, it beatboxing. And...
0: They are. A lot of people have been talking to me on the street about this because we played it on the KQ Morning Show a couple of times. But uh, Dana and Katie Harms told us about this. The fr- I had never even heard of it because I don't watch Saturday Night Live because it's way too political. It's all mm-hmm. deep, 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 Kate McKinnon bitching about politics because she thinks she's the next Tina Fey who got huge by bitching about politics. I right. mean, just, that's how it worked. This is a bit called, and thank you for requesting it, by the way. People on the street going, would you play it on a podcast? So I said, yeah, we'll get it done. So this is a bit from last year on Saturday Night Live. If they did this all the time, I would watch the show every week. Mm-hmm. If they did, this is very funny. And you got to pay attention to every word because it's really <laughs> funny. This is called alexa silver or alexa
5: for old people (laughs) the new amazon echo has everyone asking alexa for help alexa what time is it what the hell is wrong with this blasted thing (laughs) Amanda. but the latest technology isn't always easy to use for people of a certain age these kids have bought me a busted machine again (laughs) That's why Amazon partnered with AARP to present the new Amazon Echo Silver, the only smart speaker device designed specifically to be used by the greatest generation. (laughs) It's super loud and responds to any name even remotely close to Alexa (laughs) so they can find out the weather.
3: Allegra, what is the weather outside?
6: It is 74 degrees and sunny. Huh? It is 74 degrees and sunny. (laughs) Where? Outside. (laughs) What about... The temperature outside is 74 degrees and sunny. I don't know about that. sports. <laughs> <laughs> Clarissa, how many did old satchel strike out last night? Satchel Page died in 1982. <laughs> how many did he get? Satchel Page is dead. He what now? Died. Who did? Satchel Page.
5: Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Even local news and pop culture. Manita are them boys up to across the street?
1: They are just playing. They what now? They are just playing. You say they just playing now?
6: Yes, they are just playing. I
5: don't know about that. it <laughs> <laughs> ...to smart devices like your thermostat.
6: Alessandra, turn the heat up. <laughs> the room is already 100 degrees. <laughs> are you trying to kill me, Alice? The Alizé.
5: new Alizé. Amazon Echo Silver plays all the music they loved when they were young.
6: Angela, play black jazz. Playing, uh, jazz. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it also has a quick scan feature to help them find things.
6: Emilia, where did I put the phone? <sighs> the phone is in your right hand.
5: <laughs> and it has an uh-huh feature for long rambling stories. So then I gave him five dollars, and he said I only gave him one dollar.
6: Uh-huh. I said, <laughs> I
5: know I gave you a five. Uh-huh. Cause I only had a five and a one
6: on me. Uh huh. And this is the one dollar right
5: here. Uh huh. So I mean, you tell me who's crazy? Amazon Echo Silver. Get yours today. I said get yours today. To order Amazon Echo Silver, send a check money order to Amazon.com right now.
0: I got to tell you one thing about that bit. When he says I only had two bills on me, and he said I only gave him a dollar, but I, you could clearly see I only got one dollar left, and it's a five dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> now, why doesn't Saturday Night Live do that?
3: Because it's difficult to write actual comedy. Oh, God. I But think it's thing not is... difficult to write political pandering. No, that's yeah. true.
0: But that is a funny bit, and I would have never known about it except for the harms. They they caught it. I just, and I love, <laughs> he calls this Odessa. Yeah, Odessa. that's really close to Alexa.
4: It's <laughs> <laughs> really close,
1: Yeah, I was man. watching the list of names, like Alfonso. Alfonso. <laughs> Alfonso, what
0: time is it?
4: God, I, yeah, I, but that is that is very unlike SNL sketches nowadays. Like well, I remember back in the day when it was like the Will Ferrells and they had like the cowbell bit and that all was those, very like, funny. Those mm-hmm. are that's like a throwback of what they used to do. Oh, what's his name? The
2: the,
0: the the guy that started it, the one Keenan
4: oh, Thompson, is yeah. that his name?
0: Mm-hmm. Keenan Thompson. Yeah, yeah that's a, he wrote that bit. Yeah. That's from Keenan and Kel. and yep.
1: Leslie. God,
0: what's her name? Uh, God. Leslie Stahl. No, that's not
1: it. But what is her It's like Leslie somebody. She was in the reboot of the Ghostbusters movie. You're talking which... about Leslie Jones? Is that her last like name? Like the big black girl? Yeah. She yeah, Leslie the Jones. One that... yeah, yeah, Leslie
0: Jones, yeah. I
1: think she's hilarious. Yeah. I like her.
0: I love those. She did commercials for somebody. It was
1: like, insurance, I think. Why do you give me your number?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, oh, God. He's, like, he's afraid he's going to his ass kicked. It's really funny. But yeah, I, I wish we could get back to that because that and I'm surprised they didn't get people bitching them. What are you picking on? Oh, we're making fun of old people. Right. I'm like, come on,
4: man. Yeah, the people I say that's pull out like the ageism or whatever else they want to complain about. Oh
0: God, it's not ageism. It, first of all, it's the truth. Andy, you remember at the end of my mother's life we'd go over to visit her and it was about four hundred degrees in her apartment. It was extremely <laughs> hot, oh, yeah. God I was like it's really hot in here, mom. goes, oh, I, I gotta chill. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. like 120 in here. Apparently, she needed it real hot in there. She needed it really, really hot in there. But yeah, if it's true, let's go with it. You mm. know, it's funny. That's why it's funny, because it's true.
4: Right, yeah. And then at the end of the day, too, it's, it's a sketch, it's a joke. Like, yes. we need to be able to disconnect from the real world and laugh at ourselves a little bit.
3: Well, not to mention, how young is the youngest member of the greatest generation?
0: Not young. That's for sure. That goes through, what, 19, so it's 1946 to 1959, maybe, something like that?
3: Uh, let's see. Mid-20s.
0: Mid-20s?
3: Birth years, mid-20s. So, yeah, the youngest
0: ones would be, like, Wait 90, so. What did, no, 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 the greatest generation, oh, that's right, the greatest generation was World War Two. that's right. Yep. Yep. You're right. I thought it was the generation after that, but no, the greatest generation. That's
3: the silent generation that no one cares about.
0: That's my generation. That's great. No, no. <laughs> nobody gives a rat's ass about you, Dad. Don't You're worry. a baby boomer. Oh, I'm a bit, What's the silent generation?
3: Uh, That's the 20s to the 40s.
0: Yeah, you never hear about them, ever. No. <laughs> yeah,
3: because, like, you know, what did they, you yeah, know, nothing really happened.
0: No, they, it was between the World Wars, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. I still don't understand why nobody got after France. Because after World War One, they defeated the Germans, but France couldn't let it go and kept grinding its heel into Germany's face. So finally, Germany fought back, and that's what started World War Two. Why did they let that happen? I will never understand that. It's like, hey, France, could you back off because you're going to surrender anyway? Well, that's probably why we didn't come help for so long. So we got yourself into this deal with it for most of that time. That's very, very true. We did not help, and there was a reason we did not help, is because you know you. You, you should make your bed. You should go lie in it.
1: Yeah, because the conflict, what, started in 1938? we didn't 39, en- yeah. Is it 39? Might, yeah.
0: be, might be 38, though. Because we
1: didn't be. enter the war until after Pearl Harbor, and that was in 1941. So.
0: Exactly. Why did Japan
3: attack us? That
0: was the dumbest thing. That was a really bad idea, uh, because guess who got their ass bombed? <laughs> Atomic bomb. Well,
1: yeah. well it was something about, because they were trying, to uh, I think Germany was trying to get Japan to a become an alliance with them and yeah. you said that if japan becomes oh, you know allies to germany then we were going to cut off their oil supply so, oh that's right that's yeah exactly so right. that's why they decided to
3: well but still they have to have involved. known they couldn't have won there's
4: right. just no way it's yeah well and then two wasn't it, like because they wanted hawaii because then there was like halfway yeah to get to the u.s it was like a docking station, I guess, for them if they were to take yeah. over Hawaii. If
1: you want to watch a good series, The Man in the High Castle, it's a very dark,
3: dark series.
1: But what it is, is If the Axis had won? If if Japan allied with Germany, and they actually won World War II, they show a map of the United States. Half is occupied by <coughs> Germany. The other, the, the West Coast is all Japan. Mm-hmm. And how we have to live our lives between the two countries it's it was it's kind of a neat
3: it is a good show
1: it's it's very dark though i mean it's
3: imperial japan was a horrible place
1: yeah it's there's no humor in it (laughs) it was very much a
3: like you know serve your country or die kind of place it was yeah
0: like even worse than nazi germany i would say did you guys ever see the curb your enthusiasm episode where the guy's father was a uh, kamikaze pilot Mm -hmm. and now he's in an old folks home (laughs) and larry david goes what do you mean he was a kamikaze?" Why is he still alive? <laughs> Those kamikazes just crash their planes right into wherever they wanted to hit, and they blow up and he'd die. Why is your father still alive? You know why? Because he wasn't really a kamikaze pilot. He's lying to you. <laughs> so at the very end of the episode, the guy's coming after him in a wheelchair. He's going to run Larry David over. It was fantastic. Larry. Carla Fegan is on the phone. Carl's ready to go. Mm-hmm.
6: Magnificent. Put on. Hi, Tom. How are you?
0: Marvelous. How are you?
6: I'm doing wonderfully. I was listening to your show this afternoon. And it's a hoot. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. That's, that's very kind of you. <clears throat> Carla Fegan, it's F-E-A-G-A-N. The book is called A Life Worth Living, The Journey of an Authentic Soul. What do you mean by authentic soul?
6: Well, everyone has authenticity to them, and it's just becoming who you are um, and taking the mask off. Because as we're born and as we live throughout life, people say that we're supposed to do things culture says, society says, our family says. And so we end up putting a little bit of a mask on to present ourselves as how we think other people should be. And I think for me, becoming authentic is just to take that mask away. And I am who I am and you like me or leave me. I'm not going to change.
0: <laughs> now how do you know you're being authentic, though? Because you might be hoodwinking yourself, Right.
6: Well, you know what? There are some times that I am hoodwinking a little bit. um, And that's (laughs) most of the time where I have to be an extrovert because normally I'm an introvert. Oh,
0: yeah. I understand. Yeah.
6: And so even when, but I've learned so many throughout my life that even when I'm an extrovert, it's still the true me that's coming out because uh, I don't believe in lying or cheating or saying anything that's not, I'm just happy and truly authentic within myself, if that makes sense.
0: I have to read this paragraph, then I have a question for you afterward, okay? Mm-hmm. The recent suicide deaths of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain shocked the nation and calls and texts to crisis hotlines spiked dramatically. Carla Feagan fears an increase in copycat suicide, citing the rise in deaths after Robin Williams' suicide in 2014. Feagan says the time is now for people to release their shame, become vulnerable, and speak openly and publicly. Um... Do you think also, yes, Robin Williams committed suicide, then Kate Spade, then Anthony Bourdain, but do you think this constant barrage of hatred on Twitter and Facebook is is contributing to this too?
6: Obviously, 100%. Ever since the computers came around and the Internet and Twitter, people are allowed to say and do whatever they want to. And then, and so it, the, all the negativi- negativity, I believe that everyone is energy and energy is all around us. Mm-hmm. And everyone can feel the negativity, which of course is going to be able to affect different people different ways.
0: But uh, there's got to be some study going on or whatever how many people are so affected by tweets or Facebook postings that they do commit suicide because they get bullied constantly. I know that there are grade school children and high school children that have killed themselves because of Twitter and Facebook. I I just don't understand why people are allowed just here's free reign, you say whatever you wish. And you don't even have to stand up and say your real name. You can go by some fake name. Why do
5: we allow that?
6: Well, I think it's an epidemic in culture and society. Um, And because of the way that we've changed in regards to raising our children, Mm -hmm. we're a lot more hands-off. And I'm not saying hands-on is the right way to be, but um, children have, we're teaching our children to say and to be and to do whatever they want, which is an awesome thing, but there still are limits. And I think we went from one end of the pendulum which is absolutely nothing, to the other end, which is absolutely everything. And now we have to swing back down and find a balance between the two. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of the, you know, hate tweets and the bullying. But the depression and the suicide, I mean, the Twitter and the Facebook are the tipping points. It's the, the, yeah. the straw that broke the camel bat, bat The camel's back. It's a lot more before that that we really have to consider what's going on.
0: I need to take just about a two minute break and we'll be right back with, with you, okay, Carla?
6: Yeah, definitely.
0: Carla Fegan right back with us. Couple of minutes, Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, You're going to want a Flow Dock. Flow Docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install, level, and remove your Flow Dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flo's newest dealer in Chanhassen. Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. Flo docks and lifts, a better way. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization, just like Weston Choppers, North Light Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should, too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the Donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget, we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. a change for <laughs> once in my life. Don't you sing like that you go, <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. A little Michael too much vibrato
3: for my taste. Yeah, I understand.
0: But, you know. Michael Jackson died nine years ago today, as a matter of fact. And now they're thinking his father might die sometime today. So mm-hmm. it, that'd be quite the coincidence. Our very special guest, Carla Fegan, with us. Uh, We're talking about her book. We all have baggage that we carry around. This baggage may come from ingrained beliefs about oneself or past traumatic experiences. No matter where our baggage comes from or why it's there, our past experiences tend to show their presence when least expected or wanted. The good thing is that we can uh, all let that baggage go so it does not affect us in our everyday lives. So Carla, I, I'd like to hand it back over to you because you know Carla talks about how her belief system was ingrained at an early age and how traumatic experiences solidified those beliefs. What's that all? What's that all about?
6: Well, um, at the age of nine, I was actually emotionally and uh, <laughs> emotionally, physically, and sexually abused. Oh God! At nine, uh, which, which yeah, which led oh. to depression, anxiety, and suicide attempts. Like my first suicide attempt was at the age of nine. Ooh. And so I held those secrets within me, and, and there wasn't a lot of help for me back then. I'm, I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, my, I'm 53 now, and back then there wasn't any help for anyone. Now it's like there's so much better. There's suicide hotlines, there's child sexual abuse people, and there's a lot of help now. But back then it was all, you kept your secrets hidden. And so, and for the first 29 years, I was walking around not knowing that my trauma and my ingrained beliefs were making my decisions for me, which obviously some of them were not really great decisions. Yeah. And so, uh, it actually came to the, having the birth of my daughter at 29 years old, which threw me into postpartum depression and allowed a volcano of all of those feelings that had been pushed down all those years to erupt. But that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And yeah. the reason why is because I got help. I went to see doctors and psychiatrists. I was going to say physiotherapists, but they've got nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <probably laughs> you both. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was the first time that my voice actually got heard. And by, being a, by allowing myself to talk about what happened, started releasing some of the shame. And it allowed me to start talking to my friends. And when I start talking to my friends, I'm hearing their stories. And it's such a, I, I truly believe silence kills. Not being able to say anything about what happens mm-hmm. is detrimental. By being able to vocalize and have an empathetic ear, or an understanding ear, or just an ear to allow everything to come out is truly um, beneficial for anyone that's gone through anything traumatic.
0: You know, it's amazing that you bring that up, Carla, because I, uh, since the hashtag Me Too movement started, I have had 11 women tell me they were raped. Because yeah. they, they trust me, I guess, is the, the, the reason. Uh, but it, it shocked me how many women are raped in this, in, well, around the world, I'm sure, but in this country, I am shocked that 11 women that I know were raped. It's amazing.
6: Yeah. And the Me Too movement was brilliant because it allowed people to say, and they could even say anonymously, like the Time Magazine uh, Mm -hmm. Women of the Year, where all of those Me Too victims, and the one still just showed her arm because she still felt the shame and she still felt like she couldn't, in her entire self but even just having that arm in there is very very powerful for the person who's gone through that trauma because it's coming out of it yeah. and it's saying well me too I'm releasing my shame I'm becoming vulnerable and I'm allowing others to listen to me and end up healing me by listening.
0: Carla have they ever figured out are are they ever going to figure out why people sexually assault little children. I don't understand what your brain has to go through before you get to that point. It doesn't make any sense to me.
6: I have not heard of any studies that 100% say why that happens. And for for me, it was an uncle.
0: Yeah, it's and always a family I, member, isn't it?
6: Yeah. No, well, I think so. most of the time, yes. Yeah, yeah. Usually someone that you know.
0: Mostly, uh... God. I just, yeah. God. It, it makes no sense to most people i 'm sure it does it's never made any sense to me. Why would you do that? what's the great joy in abusing a child?
6: well i don't think that they think of it that way no I mean no and and it's really, really hard to say it's it's um yeah, it's it's something that's ingrained. I think it maybe it comes genetically or there's something going on. Who knows? I, I think it's something that they're born with. I don't think all of a sudden yeah. you wake up and it's like all of a sudden you want it's usually having that propensity to want it all along. It's kind of interesting. And then yeah, and then not knowing that it's wrong or maybe mm-hmm. knowing that it's wrong but having that need so bad that you do it anyway. Mhm.
0: I get yeah, I, it has to be something I can't comprehend. I will tell you that how you I don't understand the whole thing about uh and this is a different topic, but it's in the same vein for me because I'll never understand why men physically abuse their wives or girlfriends. I just don't why, what's the great joy in that? you're much stronger, much bigger than she is. What's the great joy in harming her? I don't get that.
6: Well, yeah, that's actually one of the experiences uh, that I had while right, I was growing Right, up. No, I, Yeah, I know.
0: It's unbelievable. <laughs>
6: hey. Oh, yeah. It's, um, and actually, I, I ended up going to a house for abused women. And they went through, and as when you're there, you have to go through the classes. You have to learn the cycle of abuse. Because not only is it, and it's not just the physical abuse, it's the emotional abuse that hurts more. Because why on earth would any woman want to go back to a man like that? And yet mm-hmm. they do again mm-hmm. and again and again. And that's the emotional abuse that comes into play.
0: So it's just, it, does it get little by little does it get worse and worse and worse till finally the woman ends up in the hospital is that how this whole thing maybe he shoves her the first time and i don't know i, I don't i don't know how that whole thing works cuz i tell you something carla i have absolute 100% proof that i've never abused my wife and that proof is i'm still alive <laughs> so there you go <laughs> don't ever fall asleep tom that's all i got to tell you yeah i she would not there's no way she'd put up with that no way
6: no and, and you th- you know i think a lot of women don't go into a marriage knowing or go into a relationship knowing it's an abusive relationship at least i didn't mm-hmm. and it does it starts very very slowly and it's all about and it starts with the emotional abuse it's like yeah. so you did something wrong and so now you're emotionally you know told off and then it goes yeah. from emotionally told off to something else and then it's a complete cycle and then after they've had their um uh, their rage then it's oh my gosh, I'm so sorry and yeah. it's the honeymoon stage again And it's the wine and it's the flowers and it's the gifts until they get around to you know Something else that triggers them and it's all about being triggered and so I think a lot of people you know um, A lot of times sadly enough abused people become the abusers.
0: Yeah oh yeah, I, I was, gonna, that was my next question because in in my neighborhood where I grew up a lot of the fathers beat their children and I guess the the children somehow take it that well. That's the right thing to do. There was a guy in our neighborhood. He was such a jerk, Carla, that when he punished his children by beating them, it wasn't enough that he that he beat them in the house. He would drag them into the middle of the street and beat them so everybody could watch him beating his children. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I remember how I literally wanted to throw up because I was a you know little boy when I first saw him do it, and I thought. I almost threw up. It's like, what are you doing? Good. So it's not enough to beat me, but you have to humiliate me, too.
6: At the same time, exactly. Oh, and God. luckily enough, I mean, there's more laws. There's more people that are not willing to stand up for it, and there's more people that are willing to stand up for the child. So now we're seeing a lot more um, of society and culture come, come together because it's a lot— more known however we still have all those people who have that trauma that's happened to them in the beginning that they need to get help too and they need to be able to understand what they're doing and understand when they're getting triggered and stop those triggers from happening
0: so how does a nine-year-old go about uh, you said you attempted suicide the first time you were nine years old how how does a nine-year-old even approach take killing themselves
6: you know, and that's as I was writing my story, it was really, truly cathartic because as I got to that and it was early on in the book, <laughs> as I got to that part, I'm going, you know, how can a nine year old get to that point? Mm. I, I, I did a noose in my closet and I didn't know how or why oh, okay. Um, it was just and I think for me and I've realized because I've. There's been a lot of things. If I get anxious, if I get triggered, then it's a tightening and a restriction of the throat, which is also an inability to being able to speak or talk. God, that so it was, it's all metaphorically there. You know, you're hanging yourself because you can't speak and you can't get the words out because there's nobody to listen.
0: So how did you know at nine years old that putting a rope around your neck and, and dropping down would kill you? Have you seen it in movies or something?
6: I must have. You know yeah. what? In all honesty, I do, I do not remember. And it, it, it perplexes me to this day why I would have even gone there or right. thought about that. Yeah. As I was getting older, I mean, with, you know, taking Tylenol and that, you've already heard about stuff like that. But right. you're, you're right. I'm, uh, uh, I'm just as perplexed as, it, as you are. But it was there.
0: Well, thank God you weren't very good at hanging yourself. That's the good news.
6: I know, and you know what? And the thing is, the reason why I wrote this book is so that others can know, others who are on this path, maybe they don't have to wait 29 years. Maybe they can yeah. go and get help sooner. And maybe that by reading my story that they can understand that they can end up leading a normal, happy life in positivity and power and bliss, and that they don't have to let that trauma hang around with them and you know be a part of their everyday lives.
0: Yeah, thank God it, it, it wasn't... Um... It's still not like it was when I was a child because there was a lot of that stuff going on with guys in my neighborhood. Well, first of all, half the guys in my neighborhood ended up in prison. So what does that tell you? You know, not uh, not straight ahead thinkers, but there was a lot of child abuse and a lot of spousal abuse and the whole thing. And it was all kind of like, you know, it's kind of look the other way because I don't you know, I don't want to get involved in their marriage. It was kind of like that deal.
6: Exactly. Well, actually, and that's really funny because when I was, uh, when I finally left my ex-husband, he was, um, we were having a fight in the bedroom and he was strangling me and beating me and I was yelling for help. And we had people in the basement, living in the basement. And I found out a couple of days ago that they could hear what was going on and rather than doing anything, they were praying for me that I would be okay. I actually did eventually, obviously, get out. I I left in a dress, and it was in the middle of winter with no shoes and no coat, and I ran to find a phone to go and call a friend. And I never got back together with him, but yeah. Luckily enough, I think it's it's a much more public, uh, it's much more out in the open. People aren't as afraid to do anything about it.
0: Yeah, I suppose it is true. Is he still uh, around? Do you know where he is?
6: No, I don't. Uh, actually, quite a few years later, I saw him in a local newspaper up in Edmonton, but I haven't had any conversations mm. with him or anything, so no.
0: We knew, you were, by the way, you were from Canada because you said again and again and again.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say A once, did I?
0: No, no, you did A. How you doing, A? Uh, yeah, I, I have a... I love Canadians. We go to Canada pretty much. We haven't gone. We didn't go last year, but pretty much every year my wife and I travel up to the, uh, the Banff and Lake Louise area. It's, we think it's the most beautiful place on earth.
6: It is. It's gorgeous. My daughter actually lives in Calgary, and she goes oh, rock yeah. climbing in, that, in Banff all the time. Oh, so. it's just
0: fantastic. Really, really great stuff. Uh, well, if you do track down your husband and you want me to beat the hell out of him before you just give me a call, <laughs> I got no problem with that at all.
6: I believe in karma, and (laughs) if something hasn't already happened, it's going to. So I'm okay. I don't have to worry about that.
0: A Life Worth Living, (laughs) The Journey of an Authentic Soul, Carla Feagan. It's F-E-A-G-A-N, and the book is available everywhere, Carla.
6: Yes, it is online everywhere.
0: Thank you for saying such nice things about the show, and thank you for listening. And I appreciate your time today. I think just talking about it is a great thing because it, it brings attention, and I like that.
6: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on this show. And I love the Rocky Horror thing. I haven't heard anyone mention Rocky Horror in ages. I used to go to those.
0: Oh, you used to go to the the Midnight Movies?
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh me toast too. And-
0: uh. <laughs> honest to God. Carla, honest to God, this guy, he was a, he, he, a very large black man, and he, we were about, I don't know, 25 years old or something like that. And he just stood up and said, are you throwing anything at me? I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, Carla.
6: Um, yeah, because that's why people go. <laughs> yeah, it is, so they can
0: throw stuff. stuff at people. Carla, thanks for your time today. Wonderful talking to you.
6: Yeah, thanks so much. You have a great rest of your day.
0: You too. Carla Feagan, ladies and gentlemen, a life worth living the journey of an authentic soul. You know, my mother and father didn't slug it out at, a, like, ever so that that wasn't something that I had to endure as a child, but I gotta imagine watching that stuff happening as a little kid. You gotta be going, what the hell is this all about? Yeah. I would think anyway. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening today. I had a great time. Michael Bryant stopped by. Catherine, you know, actually stopped by for like an hour. So, you know, it was really <laughs> great. It was nice of her to come. But we will talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.